to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Spiritual believers and listeners, we are embarking on some new territory. We are coming to a critical, pivotal point in all of our lives. We are about to enter 2020. This is going to be critical that you get with the Holy Spirit and get your directives. Spiritual believers and listeners, this is the year 5,780 for the Jewish calendar. Five, seven, eight, and zero equals 20. 80 in the Jewish nomenclature means the mouth. So taste and see that God is good. Spiritual believers, I believe that 2020 is going to be a remarkable year for each and every Christian across the world. 2020 is also going to be a remarkable year for those of us who live in the United States of America. 2020 is going to be a year where we may see, I'm not going to say may, we will see manifestations of blessings from God, the Father, Daddy God, Yehovah, Lord God, Christ Jesus, Yahshua HaMashiach, and Lord God, Holy Spirit, Lord God, Ruh HaKadosh, that we have never, ever seen before. I keep hearing in my spirit that it will be very similar to the time in Egypt when God was preparing for his people to exit, to, to have the exodus from Egypt and to, to go to the promised land. And during that transition period, there was a distinct, distinct difference between those who were under the protection, the wings, in the shadow of the Almighty, of Daddy God, Abba Father, Yuhei Vahe, Yahshua HaMashiach, and Lord God, Ruh HaKadosh, and those who were not. One of the things that's coming up in my spirit is that those who are in the world, those who are in the world system, were going to distinctly see that there was major benefits to being under the protection, the sovereignty of God. One of the interesting things that happened during that time was the period where there was the there was a curse pronounced and there was ultra ultra darkness in Egypt. Yet it was a supernatural darkness, meaning that Lighting a flame or a candle or doing lighting a torch did not stop the darkness. However, in the land of Gosha, where God's people were, there was supernatural light. We will witness in 2020 the age of the manifestation of the supernatural on levels that we have never seen before. God is going to show the world 
that he is truly God and that those who are under him are protected from the devastation that Satan is about to bring to planet Earth. Why do you think God is going to do this? One of the reasons is that we are about to go into the last harvest, the last great awakening, the last great revival for the kingdom of God. Yes, we are about to witness God the Father pouring out his spirit on all flesh, saved and unsaved. Spiritual believers rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord because you are about to have blessings on a level that you have never seen before. As the Lord keeps preparing me um, with these various downloads of how to prepare myself for 2020, he has surrounded me with men and women of God of high integrity, of a high presence of the Lord, because he is preparing to take me to the next level in preparation for the next level. We must be in a position of obedience and ask continuously for the spirit of wisdom, insight, understanding, knowledge, the spirit of the Lord, and the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. And let's not forget the spirit of might and the spirit of counsel and Pastor Steve Dow, our pastor at Christian Heritage Church, which name is soon going to change to Nations, the Nations Church, says that we need to ask for discernment of spirits because there is going to be a great deception where people will think they're doing right, yet they're doing wrong. I think about my brother's in, in the under coming through the line of Abraham through Ishmael, the Arab nation, and how many of them feel like killing the infidel, killing the um, Gentiles is the right thing. Beheading people, killing innocent men, women and children. And this is an example of people who think they're doing right, but they're doing wrong. It's also very interesting that the other line of Abraham, where the line of Isaac, which is where the Christian heritage comes from through Christ Jesus, believe in dying for Christ. If it means giving up our lives for Christ Jesus, for the kingdom, for the Father, for the Lord God, Holy Spirit, it's not an issue. We belong to him. We live forever anyway. This body is just a shell. This is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And yes, we need to take good care of it because you cannot live on planet Earth without it. Or you definitely don't have any authority and power without it. Spiritual entities can go back and forth throughout this planet, but they cannot have any authority 
or power unless they have a body. So the criterion to be able to have power and authority on planet Earth is you must have a body. This is why Christ Jesus did not give up his body. This is why Christ Jesus in his physical form sits at the right hand of the father until the father makes all of his enemies, his footstool, including death will be under the feet of Jesus. The body is critical, critical for, for the work on this planet, planet earth. So, it's not that we shouldn't take care of our body or just give up our bodies willy-nilly, but in the Christian, in the Christian walk, giving up our life for our friends or even giving up our life for our enemies is not an issue for us. Spiritual believers dig deep into the word of God in 2020 Make sure that you meditate on the word of God in 2020. Make sure you create a, a time and a space for an intimacy where it's just you and the Father alone. Spiritual believers, this is going to be critical in 2020 that you place the kingdom of God First, spiritual believers, you must walk in integrity on every level of your life. And you can only do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. So 2020, if you are not baptized with the second baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you need to. Because being a Christian being born again and being saved is enough to go to heaven, but it will not be enough to fight the powers of darkness that are going to try to take over the world beginning in 2020. They've already be, already started, but we are coming to a fork in the road in 2020 where your word and you should be one. That your yes should be yes and your nay should be nay or your no should be no. I have a couple of friends like that. My godfather and my friend Gwen Lee. Gwen Lee, her word and her are one. Just like Christ Jesus and the father, Abba Father Yuhei are one. Spiritual believers. Please ask for the second baptism of the Holy Spirit because you are going to need to walk in the manifested power of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 2020 is going to be a great year for believers. Did you notice I didn't say Christians? It is coming to a point now where we have people calling themselves Christians, but they're not believers. What do you mean by that, Dr. Davis? I mean that if you are a Christian and a believer, then you abide 
in Christ Jesus. You walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. You love your enemies. You do not walk in offense, even though you will have many opportunities to be offended. You walk in forgiveness. These will be non-negotiables, especially in 2020. You abide in Christ Jesus and you are obedient to the Holy Spirit and to the word of God. Godfather, my Godfather, Doug Apple, just told me an interesting word that I'm going to be meditating on. And it is a powerful word, a parable where Jesus was dealing with the religious, the religious leadership, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. And he was letting them know they considered themselves the sons of Abraham. They considered themselves of the tribe of Israel. They were the the chosen people. But Jesus said to them, there was a man with two sons. One son, the eldest, the father asked them both to do a particular task. One son said, no. And the other son said, yes. Of course, the father was disappointed in the son that said no, but he was happy that the other son said yes. But when it, t- when it was time to go forth and do the task that was asked of them, the son that said no regretted saying no to the father and did the task. And the son that said yes did not do the task. Did you hear what I just said? The son that said yes did not do the task. Both were out of order. The optimum would have been to say yes and to do the task that was asked of them. Spiritual believers and listeners, be the son, be the daughter, be the child of God that says yes and does the task. We have many Christians that say yes, but they do not do the task. They are not abiding. Therefore, these are the category of Christians, I believe, that will be before Jesus as they state in Revelation, where Jesus tells them, depart from me, for I never knew you. And they will respond, I cast out demons in your name. I healed the sick in your name. How can this be? I prophesied, I preached and taught in your name. How can this be that I will not enter into heaven? How can this be that I will not enter into the kingdom of God? What many Christians fail to realize is that when Jesus came to earth as a The word became flesh and lived among us. The word entered into the womb of the virgin Mary and was born of the virgin Mary. And he started his ministry selecting 12 disciples. Did you know that those 12 disciples, a matter of fact, it states in the word that I think it was 72 disciples of Christ Jesus 
went out and did signs and wonders, cast out demons, healed the sick, prophesied, did the work of the kingdom, 72, in the name of who? Jesus. But guess what? None of them were saved. Not one. It did not. There was no option to be saved until Christ Jesus shed his blood on Golgotha, or in other words, Calvary. Only then was salvation an option. So, spiritual believers, there will be Christians, quote unquote, who say yes, but do not do. And what does God say? The condition of loving him, the condition of loving the father, loving the son, loving the Lord God, Holy Spirit is to do his word, to be obedient to his word, to abide in his son, Christ Jesus, to receive the blood of Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, because sin cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Sin cannot be in the presence of God. No, there are Christians, but some Christians are not believers. In the first century church, they were called believers. They were called the way, the way of Christ Jesus. In the first century church, they abide in Christ Jesus. They abide in the word of God. You have the son who said yes, but did not do it. We've got a lot of Christians in this category. We've got a lot of Christians who believe that they are saved and that they're going to heaven, but they're not because they do not obey. They do not abide. They compromise with the world. Now, I'm not saying that we are not, we are not to um, be gentle and kind to people, but the word of God is never compromised. Never. And you can love people who are outside of the will of God, but God placed you in their lives to love them into the kingdom. And you have to earn the right to speak into somebody's life. So somebody on the street corner with a sign saying, you're going to hell, you're going to burn to hell. That's not how Jesus the Christ operated. Jesus had a whole different way of dealing with people in the world. He showed us with the woman with the issue of blood. He showed us with the woman at the well. He showed us with the, the high priest Jairus and his daughter. He showed us with Lazarus and Martha and Mary. He showed us with Judas. He showed us with Peter. Okay. You've heard me on this show many times talk about Judas and Peter, how they both, how they both betrayed Jesus, how they both ran away from Jesus, abandoned Jesus. But let me show you an interesting dichotomy. Let me show you an interesting difference between Judas and Peter. Peter, when he fell, 
It was always out of the passion and the zeal and the love he had for the Father. And the love he had for Christ Jesus. The love he had for him. And the way he tried to do things in his own way. And we know when we do things in our own way, we're going to always mess up. We have to do it the way of the Father. We have to do it the way of Christ Jesus. Because Jesus and the Father are one. So Peter, yes, Peter was the one that said, you are the Christ. And Peter also was the one, no, Lord, you will not be crucified. And Jesus had to tell him, say, get behind me, Satan, because Peter was being influenced. Did you hear what I just said? By another entity. So guess what? We can be influenced by the entity, by entities, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit can influence us, but we can also be influenced by Satan and this world system. And Peter vacillated between both. Peter loved Jesus. Peter was the one that was the only one that got out the boat. Everybody wants to talk about Peter sinking in the water, but all the other disciples Every last one of them, with the exception of Peter only, was the only one that got out of the boat. And I heard something interesting that, that God has showed me in the spirit, and Ron Carpenter had confirmed it, one of the ministers that I listened to, is that Peter was walking on God's word, which was on top of the water. The word and the spirit, I saw the word come, C-O-M-E. And in the spirit, I saw Peter Stepping on C, stepping on O, stepping on M, stepping on E, come, come. And Peter was the only disciple that actually walked on water just like Christ Jesus. Now, yes, he took his eyes off of Christ. And whenever we take our eyes off of Christ, we fall. And he took his eyes off of the off of Christ and he looked at the wind and he, and he heard the wind and he saw the waves. What did that have to do with him walking on the water? He the wind and the waves were already <laughs> in play when he got out the boat. But what the enemy does is he makes us take our eyes off of Christ and take put our eyes on our circumstances, all the trouble around us, all the confusion all the mess in this earth. And guess what? We sink. And that's what Peter did. Peter was the one that took out the sword and cut off the high priest's servant's ear. And Jesus put the ear back on. The last miracle before he went to the cross was putting the ear back on the servant that Peter cut off. And yes, the infamous scene where Peter where Peter was in around the campfire when the young girl accused him of being a follower of Christ and cussing and fussing. He said, I never knew him. That was Peter. And God told him, Christ Jesus told him he would do this. And when, and when Peter said it the third time and the cock crowed, Peter looked into the eyes of Christ Jesus and they saw each other and he left and bitterly wept. But think about this. Peter was still in his in his frailty, in his humanity, 
And in the best way he could, he still was trying to be close to Jesus. He was the only one that was near enough to see Jesus face to face. But before he began his passion of dying for all of our sins, Peter and all his screw ups loved Christ Jesus. And when Jesus restored Peter with the restoration breakfast of fish and bread, Jesus didn't talk to him about Anything except for one thing. He said, do you still love me? Do you still love Jesus? Spiritual believers. Do you still love Jesus? People of God. The only thing that Jesus wanted to know about Peter was, did he still love him? And Peter said, yes, yes, yes. Three times. And Jesus restored him. Just like he denied him three times, Jesus restored him three times and put this man, the man that denied him, the man that denied him as the head of the church. That's what I talk called restoration. But let's look at Judas. Judas also saw all the great miracles of God. Judas was a scoundrel when he came in and he was a scoundrel when he left. Judas plotted, schemed. Judas was paid off. He was trying to manipulate. He was trying to maneuver Christ Jesus to use his power to overthrow the Roman Empire. Judas, Jesus, Judas was a zealot and many of the other people were zealots. That's why Matthew was a very interesting choice because they were, <laughs> the zealots hated the people that took the taxes from the people of God for the Romans, which was what Matthew is named, also called Levi, right? So he was also a part of the disciples that Jesus selected of the 12. So Judas never made into the inner circle. Did you notice that? It was always Peter, James, and John. So Judas was not in the inner circle, but yet Judas was the treasurer. Judas handled the money and, and he was stealing. He was stealing and Jesus knew it. Yet Jesus did not remove him from the position of the being the treasurer, knowing that Judas was stealing and the spirit of mammon was all over Judas. That's why he accepted the 30 pieces of silver for the betrayal of his Lord and Savior. Well, Jesus was never his Lord and Savior. J Judas looked at Jesus as the rabbi, rabboni, as the teacher. But he never looked at Jesus as Lord and Savior. Even doubting Thomas called Jesus my Lord, my Savior. And by the way, doubting Thomas actually um, evangelized pretty much all of India. It's from the work of Christ Jesus through the vessel of Thomas. And of course, he was also killed for believing in the end, all, all the disciples were martyred and killed with the exception of John. And even they tried to kill John. They threw him in a pot of oil and tried to boil him to death. But he still had to write the book of Revelation. He still had a work for the kingdom and he could not die. That's why you are indestructible people of God. As long as you are in alignment with the purpose and the, and the destiny that God has given you on this earth, you cannot be taken out of here until that is done. 
And that was the case of John. But Judas had a different spirit than Peter. They both fell. They both betrayed Jesus. But Judas was trying to to have his own agenda um, be fulfilled. And Judas, even when he realized that he had done wrong, that he had betrayed Jesus and that he had shed innocent blood and he tried to give them back the 30 pieces of silver. And But even in that, he couldn't humble himself and, and wait until G- Judas would have been saved too, by the way, if he had waited until Jesus had was crucified on the cross. But he, once again, wanted to take matters in his own hands and judge himself and hang himself. <laughs> so, two big differences. Spiritual believers, I don't want to end this broadcast without reading Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Spiritual believers, be the son, be the daughter, be the child of God that says yes and does the work that God has asked you to do. Don't be like the brother, the son that said no and did it, although it was good that he did it. It would have been better if he had said yes and did it. And don't be like the son who said Yes, and did not do it. Thank you for once again for joining me on 94.1 Wave 94 into the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be.